Hello, beautiful people of the world. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. Hello, Michael. David, how is it going? Oh, it's been a day. Let me just say that. It's been a day. Do you want to jump right into it, or do you want me to run off a couple quick things? Let me run, run off, off a couple, a couple quick, things. quick things. Yeah. Then you can tell us about your day. So, first off, we got country number 23, oh. the Philippines, which I actually think is right in this case. That is correct. And number 24, actually, in France. Or France was already uh, on the board. No, France was not. So we'd like to thank the uh, historic surrenderers, the frogs, if you would, the French Ouch. for joining. Ouch. Yeah. Um, the other thing and, I want to mention is... And say is, goodbye to the French. Say <laughs> 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 la vie. <laughs> um, I, I think that means it is what it is, actually. <laughs> au revoir, au revoir. That's goodbye. Um the other thing is, I've gotten a lot of comment on my mob draft that I joked about a couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. As Heaven continues to take their picks, they took Paul Sorvino. Yep, another one um, this week. So uh, a lot of people were reaching out to me. They were like, "Another one for your draft, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that's one hell. It's turning out to be one hell of a team. <laughs> yes, you're not kidding. It's fucking crazy. I mean, I gotta assume De Niro's the one knocking him off. Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) trying to outlive that's all i can assume all right david how was your day today well i think before we talk about my day i think we need to we need to set up the story here because there's some backstory so i about three years ago i bought my daughter a car a uh, a mini cooper the the plan with my kids is always you get when you when you learn how to drive you get a beater right you get a piece of shit and if you get no tickets, no accidents for a year, then I will buy you a nicer vehicle, not a brand new vehicle, like nothing like you're not getting a Lexus, but you're, you know, an, a nicer vehicle because the beater is really a beater. It was a 1997 Honda Accord. You still had to roll the fucking windows up with your arm manually. That's how old it was. Nice. So, um, in the course of that year, that car got stolen from literally from my driveway and I have video of that and I think we posted it on one of the early 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 episodes that might have stolen. Yeah, so um so I ended up having to preemptively go buy my daughter a car. I bought her a Mini Cooper and it was a 2011 and it was a pretty good car um by all, you know, practical means. The problem though with Mini Coopers as I found out after owning one is because of the way the car is so small they have to jam everything into the engine cavity. They have to turn the engine sideways. So normal cars the engines facing north south, they they you know their engines are east west. So it's basically they have to it's called like a transverse mounted engine, right? The problem with that, and the great thing about that is it's compact. The problem with that is if you want to change a fucking spark plug, $1,200 because you have to move the engine. <laughs> but there's also in their BMW owned in the background. So that adds to it. Yeah. And BMW already has issues with their cars falling apart. Um, no offense to any BMW owners, but um, having owned and having friends that have owned, uh, they tend to fall apart pretty quickly after the uh, warranty expires. Yeah. And I just want to remind people, the listeners, that episode 79 is the one where David talked about how the car pretty much shit the bed and David met some homeless guy that he 
became buddies with That's right. friends, buddies, whatever you want to call it. So if you want to listen to that, you can go back to that episode, but yeah. continue. So, so that cost me 2,500 bucks and that was just to get the car running again after that, that issue from whatever episode that was, uh, while they were doing the inspection for that, he gave me a list and he said, look, I can fix the problem, which was like the belt that, uh, you know, attaches to the alternator. Um, obviously we got to move the engine, blah, 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 2,500 bucks later. Um, but he's like, there's like 10 other things wrong with this car. So, and they, they took a video of it. Like they had the car on a lift and he went underneath and he was like, look, this axle joint is falling apart. This one's spewing grease everywhere. This one, this, this one, that the engine mounts are going blah, blah, blah. Another three grand worth of, of shit. And I said, repairs look, that you didn't do, right? Well, I said, I said, look, I said, what, do, what am I on the hook for in order to get the car running again? And he's, you know, it was 2,500 bucks. So I said, all right, fine. Let's just do that. I'll worry about the other shit later. In the back of my mind, I'm going, there's no fucking way I'm having that shit done because I'm going to sell the car. In the back of your mind, you're thinking, how do I get my fingerprints off of this car and throw a fucking cocktail <laughs> into it? <laughs> so, um, Last week, we had someone had the bright idea. I can't remember who uh, to go look at like CarMax and a couple of different places out there that will give you a bid because the, the car market's pretty hot right now because there's so few cars available that even used cars are are worth more than they should be because you know the fact that there's a shortage of vehicles. So um, they ended up giving us a significant amount of money over what I thought the car was. And like $3,500 over what I owed on the car. It wasn't fully paid off yet. So uh, immediately we're like, yep, sell it. Sold it to CarMax. They cut me a check literally that day. Uh, so then the hunt is, all right, well, now we got to get a new car. My wife has a hookup at Honda, friend of a friend. A few phone calls are made. Boom, we've got ourselves a fairly new Honda. It's a 22, so it's really new Honda Civic. Yeah, so uh, you're. I, I'm going to assume this. You haven't told me this, but your wife's hookup is colorblind. Uh, no. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, the wife's hookup is a a high level senior VP at a agency that does stuff for Honda, the Honda dealerships. So she's got Who, some who's friends colorblind? at Honda. Who's colorblind? Uh, she she had no say in the color of the car. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I digress. You do. <laughs> So anyways, let's get to the fucking story, motherfucker. <laughs> Did you derail this shit before it starts? So anyway, so we end up getting a hookup. The problem is the car is in Las Vegas. So I got to book a flight. I got a wheel and deal, negotiate over the phone, pre-sign some paperwork, do all the credit shit. And then I got to fly out to Vegas to go pick up this car. So today, but to be was fair, today. Vegas Vegas is actually your second home now. It's like you're, it's literally <laughs> it's like your like, fifth time there it, this year. No, it's more like the eighth time I've been there this year. <laughs> it fucking sucks. So and the worst part is I didn't get to gamble. <laughs> Just gotta go and leave. What surprised me, which I didn't know is because it is your daughter's car. I just assumed you and her were flying out, but it appears just you flew out. Yeah, she couldn't get off of work. She wanted to come. We were going to do like a daddy-daughter like date thing where we go out to Vegas and we drive the car home, road trip. Yeah, you know, holiday road. <laughs> Anyways, so that didn't happen. So, but I was, you know, my work's a little bit more flexible than hers. So uh, I'm a little bit higher up than she is. So I get to maneuver a little bit more than she can. And so I took the day off. Uh, I got a flight to Vegas. I flew out at like 8.30 this morning, got to the dealership, at like 
10, 10.30, signed the paperwork, and by 11 o'clock, had the car and was back on the road driving back to Phoenix. I know both you and I, because we, we got a picture of the car while I was out there last week. So I, both, I know both you and I saw the color of the car. Um, Keep in mind, there were like three of these very specific make and models available on the West Coast. Yes. Okay, so Cars color are, was car, not yeah. an option. Negotiating color, not an option. You know what was funny about that, though? Last week, I actually joked with your daughter because I was like, you know, cars are so hard to come by now that you're going to get a car that you're going to be like, is this the only color you got left? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, and to be fair, when I showed my wife the color about an hour ago, she actually loved it. She was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. So okay. um, maybe it's just, maybe I'm colorblind. I don't know. So when they pull the car up and knowing what the car looked like, what is its official name, by the way, the color? Boost Blue. Boost blue. I would say the closest thing, I mean, it's like a cobalt blue. It's a very bright, it's not like a metallic blue. It's like a flat blue, which has become like the hot thing now, flat colors on cars. Yeah. It's what I imagine would happen if Homelander from the boys blew up Papa Smurf. <laughs> okay. If you say so. <laughs> Uh, so can, can I go so back to the story? So you see the color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go. So you, <laughs> okay. you see the color. <laughs> Your color, color commentary. Ha, ha, ha. Color commentary. Get it? Oh. <laughs> and thank you. We're ridiculously bored. Yeah, thank you. we just <laughs> lost France again. All right. So anyway, so uh, to the dealership's credit, they got me in and out of there in like 35 minutes, which well, fucking never, I've bought many cars in my life. Never happens. Granted, I did, I did the whole pre-qualify bullshit over the phone. So all I really had to do, we had already negotiated the price. We had already negotiated all the details. So all I really had to do was go there, sign it. But there was a little bit of a catch in that um, I didn't want to buy it myself. I wanted my daughter to buy it and I would co-sign for her. So, but she couldn't make it out there. So I was there signing documents in person. They PDF'd them, uploaded them to DocuSign, sent it to her. She's at work. And she's e-signing them at work, and we still got in and out of there in 35 minutes, which was fucking amazing. I'm actually surprised you were allowed to use DocuSign. So, because I always ask the dealers when I buy a new car, and they use the fucking dot matrix printers to to type up the. <laughs> yeah, they still. I'm like, how are you still using these? Yeah. And the guy was like, "Yeah, it's one of the things that there's certain requirements and legal issues and that's why we still use those. So I'm actually surprised they let you use DocuSign. I am not actually, um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, remember I worked in technology companies for the last 30 years selling computer parts and computer equipment. Dot matrix printers are still one of our top sellers because there's so many fucking companies that still use them for, you know why they're, they're, um, they're good is because Anytime you need to fill out a form in triplicate, you know, with the, there's the yellow copy, the white copy and the pink yes. copy, you need a printer that actually presses against the paper in order for it to go through to all three layers, laser printers and dot matrix and uh, I'm sorry, inkjet printers don't do that. So literally dot matrix printers are like the last printer on the market that can actually print through three copies of something. Yeah. Recently I, I got a copy of something and it said like, it was just printed like a PDF would be, it was printed mm -hmm. and it was like pink copy. 
And so when I went to give it to the person, they're like, where's the blue copy? I'm like, this is all I got. I got an email <laughs> with this attached to it. I'm like, there was no pink. There was no blue. There was no white. This was all I got. Yeah. So, so not surprised actually, that people still use dot metric printers. Uh, and not surprised that um, you can now do a lot of things via DocuSign because- DocuSign's awesome. Yeah, DocuSign's fantastic, right? So I bought uh, a house through DocuSign. Didn't, like, was not even in the same state and was able to sign most of the documentation without having to actually be there. Um, and I mean, the pandemic, there was a time when nobody wanted to leave the house. So people were buying yeah. cars online and I think there was no other way. Like you had to use like stuff like DocuSign in order to be able to do those transactions. I wonder if that's what forced them into the new millennium. Yeah, Cause sure. I bought my last two cars. We were one in 2020 in like May, like right as the three month sure, window yeah. was closing. And then another one in 21 and both of them, I did everything online and it still took me longer than a fucking half an hour, which is what yours took. But I did everything online as well. I got prices. I um, signed documents. I went in. Then I had to give them one or two things. And it was like, okay, go. Yeah. And it's funny because like the Subaru, the guy was like, yeah, I'm not allowed in the car with you. He's like, yeah, so here, here's the keys. He's like, you can go play around with the buttons. And if you have questions, make a list. He's like, I can't, <laughs> I can't walk you through like we normally would. Oh, so I'm like, man. oh, no, that's fine. I understand. So Thankfully, you're somewhat tech savvy. So you probably figured it out. Yeah. And also like... It's not like I went from a fucking 62 Buick yeah. to this, you know, this car. It's, I've had leases, so there's been every three years. What are these years, screens so. with these pictures on them? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Grandpa. Is this x-rays? Is it killing me? Is it going through my lungs? What's happening here? Yeah. Anyway, so, so you get home. So yeah, so I mean, after a four and a half hour drive, did not I stopped once to pee, but that was it. Um, the car gets thirty three miles per gallon on the freeway, which is Great. fucking insane because my truck gets like fifteen at best on a good day. Um, drove it home. Daughter came over, loved it. Oh, by the way, when I was driving from from Las Vegas to Phoenix, I hit a fucking storm that was about 30 minutes wide i don't know how to equate that in miles maybe 30 miles whatever flash flood like three four inches of water so i'm Jeez. literally hydroplaning through the the highways trying to get around a mountain in order to get from nevada to fucking arizona it was sick I can say this joke now because obviously you're fine and you made it home, but can you imagine if you fucking crashed? <laughs> you know what? I'm fucking white knuckling it through the mountains thinking that the entire time I'm like, oh my God, if I fucking, if I fuck this up, Mike will never let me live this down. It's going to be the bad I, moment that we talked about last season, last, last episode that lasts a lifetime. You would bring that shit up every episode for the rest of our fucking lives. I got to tell you, it makes me proud that the first thing you worry about is not hitting the wall. It's like, oh my God, I got to hear from Michael on this. No, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, if you get into an accident, you have to die. Otherwise, because <laughs> it'd be way better than having to deal with Michael. <laughs> I, need to, I need to last long enough to write him a text that says, fuck you, you will take no satisfaction in this. I've now died. <laughs> Oh, so yes, I did get it home. My daughter absolutely loves it and uh, actually just awesome. picked it up like a half hour ago. So, but it was a long fucking day for, you know, I got up at like 5.30 and I didn't get home until like 4.30. So it was, you know, 11, 11 plus hours on the road. So 
and the the worst part about it is you actually, in essence, have no reward for it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. You, did, you, you did all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have anything. It's like when you buy. I mean, who fucking buys suits now? But it's like when you buy a suit for work and you can't use. It's it. like you spend all this money, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, now we're going to keep it for two weeks while we tailor it." Yeah. And I'm like, but but this receipt says I paid five six hundred dollars. Oh yeah, like, I am definitely in the category of immediate gratification. Like that's why Amazon Prime is fucking critical for me like when i buy something i want it now i want it in two hours and they've just opened up a couple of warehouses in the phoenix area amazon has so like they now have like that prime two hour thing where you can order something and it's on your fucking doorstep in two hours it's amazing so as part of that i don't think we mentioned this last week while we were at breakfast last week, you ordered something and it was getting to your house oh. before you were. And it was something, and it was something you had to sign for. It was a so bottle of whiskey. Yeah. yeah. During, during, uh, breakfast, we were talking about it. And, oh, it was Dana White's banana flavored whiskey. Right. And we're talking Which about smells MMA. horrendous. Yeah. For those who listen, smells like whiskey. Um, and you don't like alcohol, so it makes sense. But, but by the way, the whiskey is actually really good. It, it's the, it's, it's more whiskey than, um, banana. There's like banana, like aftertaste, like notes, but there's no, it's not like, uh, what are some of those fuck like the, the salted caramel flavored whiskey or yeah. the peanut butter whiskey where it's like way more peanut butter than it is alcohol. This is the opposite. It's whiskey with a hint of banana, which is kind of nice. Anyways, yeah. So we we ordered that at breakfast, uh, expecting it to be delivered at like noon, and then we're still at breakfast because we had a big party of like eight people, and there, you know it, it took like an hour, hour and a half for for breakfast breakfast slash brunch. Fucking the the I get the notification that the person's like going <laughs> to be at the door, and I have to sign for it, and I'm like, fuck, what do I do? I ended up funny story about that. So I I, I was texting the delivery dude. And he's like, well, let me, let me let the, let me ask them what to do with it. And he said, Hey, they're going to let me keep it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he actually, <laughs> he actually implied to you that that happens a bunch yeah. because it's just not worth him going back to the yeah. place. With and it. it was two bottles too. Cause I bought one for, for my daughter's boyfriend. So <laughs> it was, the dude got two free bottles of whiskey because I couldn't get there in time to sign for it. And it didn't cost yeah. me a thing. They just canceled the order for me. And then I had to reorder it again and they showed up two hours later. Yeah, which is amazing. Yeah. So, well, while you're jet setting, um, I on the other side of it is Friday. I had my knee follow up. Oh, I can't wait to hear this story because you're a little bitch yeah. when it comes to pain. Um, I'm sorry. So, did I say that all out? Well, <laughs> it, I can't argue it though. <laughs> <laughs> it's fact. <laughs> um, so I go in and I swear on my mother's life, this is what happened. My wife drops me off. I walk to the door. Wait, wait, wait. How, ladies, how long is this procedure that she's not waiting for you? That's fucked up. Uh, no, because the, the problem is with the hospitals is you go in like an hour and a half before the procedure's fucking five minutes and then you got to wake up out of the anesthesia. That's like another hour and a half. So it's, it's a long block for a short procedure. Uh, she did come back and get me though, to be fair to her. But... She pulls up, and instead of bringing me right to the door, she pulls into a parking spot. I get out. I start walking to the door. I told her she could go. Thankfully, she didn't leave. I walk to the door. The lady goes, everybody who checks in has to be in a car. Oh, Jesus Christ. So I'm like... What the fuck? Why? What if you walk there? Everybody who checks in have to, has to be in a car. So I walk back to the car. I tell my wife, you got to drive me around. Like, two feet behind you, you got to drive me there now for me to get out. 
I pull up, and this is where I swear on my mother this is exactly what happened. The lady said, what are you here for? And I said, surgery? Okay, you can get out of the car. <laughs> and I'm like, I looked at my wife, and I'm like, you got to fucking be kidding me. And that's, that's, those are the kind of things where it makes me want to lose my mind that the person's obviously clearly following some fucking textbook procedure rather than thinking at all right. that, hey, what do I give a shit if the guy got out of a car in front of me or not? I, you know, he just has to walk in. So I go in. The nurse is there. Like I, they try to make small talk, and I've and I've said a million times before. And my family's yelled at me for saying this on the podcast because they're like, "What are you talking about? You talk to everybody, blah blah." I have no desire to make small talk. I don't. I have a desire to run my mouth. I don't have a desire to make small talk. <laughs> you want to be heard. You just don't want to yes. listen. <laughs> <laughs> want to be heard. I don't want to hear. Um, the same way I base my marriage, by the way. Ouch. Um, yeah. So the. Um, the first lady's like, when your birthday? And I tell her June 16th. And she's like, oh my God, mine's June 15th. So oh, now I'm we're like, best buds after you made yeah, me get in my I'm fucking like, car. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So that was it. Then a couple minutes later, she goes, did you have any food? Any allergies? Like, I know I didn't eat anything last night. I'm allergic to radishes, coincidentally. She's like, oh my God, I brought radishes for lunch. <laughs> so again, I'm like, I look at her like, I, I don't know what to do with that information. <laughs> like, I would have been like, lady, I will fucking cut you get to the point <laughs> yeah, rubbing radishes on my face i don't know what the point it was so i i go in and look i i love the concept of anesthesia i go in they get me ready the lady's like okay we're gonna bring you to the or now she's like we're just gonna out <laughs> like that was it <laughs> next thing i know i'm in the recovery room and it's like an hour and a half later um so what the doctor did was he knocked me out and literally there's no cutting he literally just bent the shit out of my leg because when they do it in physical therapy, I can get to what I'll consider 75% of where I should get it to. He bent it to like 90, 95% and moves it around and bends it sideways and all that stuff. So it actually has, and he's supposed to break up scar tissue. It has felt a lot better. I mean, it has only been a couple days now, but it actually does feel a lot better. So we'll see. Hopefully this continues the progress forward and we keep going. So we'll see. Interesting. So question for you. When you yes. woke up, did your ass feel a little like, like you, you, you took a poop or something like that? Like, was there a radish in my ass? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> no, but I will say when I got a colonoscopy a couple years ago, I was surprised of the lack of traction. I don't know. In my ass. Like I was like, huh, I didn't feel that at all. Like what else happens when I'm out? Duly noted. <laughs> like, like that. Uh oh, <laughs> Here, Michael, here's this new whiskey. It's called chloroform. Oh, it smells beautiful. So. Maybe it's because your asshole's so big. When you fart, it goes. <sighs> Lowest common denominator, dude. Fart joke. <laughs> You're better than that. You're I'm really not that. better than that. So uh, the, uh, the one time in my entire life that I can think of, I guess my adult life, because I don't remember if I had surgery as a kid, uh, I had my wisdom teeth pulled. And they gave me general anesthesia. And I remember sitting in the doctor's chair and I'm like, I'm going to see how long I can last before I get knocked out. Right. So they put the mask on me, they start the flow and I'm sitting there and the doctor's talking to me and he's like, yeah, you're going to be out any minute now. 
and I, I keep my eyes. I'm like fighting, fighting the sleep, trying to keep my eyes open as long as possible. <laughs> and he looks at me and he says, "Oh, we got a fighter here, huh?" And he like he he, he looks like gets right up in my face and he goes night night like that and just like waves <laughs> at me and then i fuck it i'm out <laughs> and then the next thing i know i wake up i'm like in the fucking car <laughs> on the yeah. way home when i when i got my wisdom teeth out i have photos that i took that i have no recollection of taking <laughs> like it's me in the chair me with the thing on my nose like i have like five or six photos zero recollection of ever taking my them. wife at the time said that when i came when i when i woke up and i was in the recovery room she went in there and she said the nurse was talking to her, giving her instructions for like the meds. And she said that I kept on grabbing her boobs. Oh, I don't remember nice. any of that, but she said you wouldn't stop grabbing my boobs while I was trying to talk to the nurse. Hey, tell her it's the medicine, honey. Nothing I can do about yeah, it. Exactly. Um, so you bent the knee. Congratulations. Yes, Did it hurt you. like a motherfucker when you woke up? The knee, not your ass. No, actually, no, it felt relatively fine like they ordered painkillers and stuff i didn't get them i didn't even take i'm not fucking going through that again for those who are interested you could listen to that episode where i ended up in the fucking hospital because i couldn't shit from all the painkillers <laughs> i had um that's a few that episodes the ago one where your wife had a sticker finger up your ass and the doctor and the doctor and the nurse <laughs> yeah there was a line at one point <laughs> so i don't I like i don't understand that and it's happened to me too i think i told you about this off the air um i was I taught martial arts for seven years, six years. And, um, I was helping out another instructor and he was demonstrating some te techniques to a, a whole class, a whole seminar of people. And he's got me on the ground and he's got my arm in a very, you know, awkward position, like inches away from really hurting bad. All right. But he's, you know, he's, he's expert enough to know not to imply too much pressure. And, he gets to a point of where he's going to apply pressure and he's, I'm supposed to tap to tell him like, that's enough. Right. Well, the fucker had his knee on my neck on my carotid artery and I, and I went out like, you know, like the Night sleeper neck. holds in, uh, in MMA. I went out. Next thing I know they're like waking me up and then making me stand up and they're like, Holy shit. Are you okay? And they told me afterwards that he had bent my arm so far over my head that he's like, there's no way that he didn't tear a muscle. Jeez. So I'm like, dude, my arm feels fine. Like I, he's like, did anybody get video of that? Nobody got video of it, unfortunately. But apparently when you're out, like your body can do crazy shit that you just don't feel for some reason. I have no idea. There's no way. He says there's no way. I don't have some sort of a torn ligament or something like that because he was just expecting me to tap, not realizing that I was out until someone said, Hey, his eyes are closed. Can you get off of him? <laughs> Doesn't seem like a very good teacher. <laughs> he actually oh. felt, he felt horrible, but it was kind of funny. So from extreme knockouts, listen to this segue here. I'm going to go to extreme drinks, Mountain Dew. All right. Do you know that there is now a hard Mountain Dew, like alcoholic? I had heard about this. Have you seen it and or tasted it? Not tasted it. I've seen it only online because somebody told me about it, so I looked it up. Interesting. There's four flavors. Mm -hmm. There's Mountain Dew flavored, black cherry, watermelon, and Baja Yeah, Black. I was going to say. So I've actually, if you go to the Taco Bell Cantina, mm -hmm. they actually have a Taco, they have a Baja Blast alcoholic beverage at, at the, 
Taco Bell Cantina. The, I think the only Taco Bells that actually sell alcohol are these Taco Bell Cantinas. There's only like a handful of them in the entire country. Yeah, so it's malt flavored, which makes me think of like Zimas. I don't know malt, if that's what it is. Yeah, Colt Forty Five malt liquor. Yeah, and it's five um, percent alcohol, which I realize I have no idea what the fuck that means. Uh, a beer. That's like a standard beer. Usually beer is between five. You can get like an Imperial IPA that maybe has like 10 to 11% alcohol by volume, but five, 5.5 is pretty standard for a beer. So as I went down this rabbit hole, um, thanks to my cousin Cheech who sent me information on it, I stumbled across that there are 64 flavors of Mountain Dew in the US. Oh, wow. 64. Did not know that. Um, They got to be test marketing that shit all over the place. And like, you just don't see it. There was another bunch that were discontinued flavors. So they're definitely test marketing somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) But some of it's funny because the flavors that, as David drinks his Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew, Mm -hmm. the the flavors have no name related to what it would be. So it's like Atomic Blue, Berry Monsoon, which I guess that's berry flavored, Dew Vibe, Voltage, Spark. It actually, those names sound like fucking American Gladiators from that TV show in the uh, 80s and 90s, like where all those people were named like Nitro and things like that. I've been, I've you actually- You do remember American Gladiators I though, totally right? do, yeah. No, those were, that was okay. a great show. Um, I also, I've seen, so Mountain Dew also has, I think they're called Mountain Dew Start or it's like an energy drink. I, include, I included those in the 64. Got it, all right. Yeah, so I, I actually had one of those today. I had a black, and black cherry one because I was going to fall asleep if I didn't. <laughs> Crashed the car. Um, then, and just to close it out, there's also 11 other flavors international. Interesting. Yeah. Which I would think, uh, uh, Australia actually doesn't fucking sell Mountain Dew pretty much at all. Do they have like a, the like a version of it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Like, I you think know, like officially we have Mountain Dew south. is grapefruit flavored beverage. I'm pretty sure that's the, that's the, it tastes nothing like grapefruit to me, but I think that's the official, like, that's what it was originally supposed to be. Well, just like Dr. Pepper is supposed to be plums, not plums, uh, prune. Yeah, prune yeah, you're right. But it doesn't taste like that. It just tastes like a weird soda. Yeah, I see, know. I have a Diet Mountain Dew can here, and I'm looking for it. It doesn't say it. I do remember at one point in time seeing it on a, maybe it was a regular Mountain Dew one. So since your wife is pretty fashionable and actually has a good eye, so I don't know. Of course she does. She married me. Is, that's the one mark on her. <laughs> um, so there is this company called Stitch Fix. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you've heard oh, of them. Oh, fuck yeah. Jesus Christ. So my wife is a... Uh, Consultant? No. H- how do I say this? A uh, let's just, Fashionista? Let's just say she's joined and or quit almost every single clothing club out there. Stitch Fix okay. being one of them. You'll have to ask her what her favorite was because she, I think she's still using one of them, but she went, there was a time where she went through, I think it was during COVID when we like couldn't go out shopping. She went through like every single like fashion kind of stitch fix thing where they, you know, you, you fill out a profile. It's almost like fucking dating. You fill out a profile and then, and then they start sending you shit. Yeah. And they basically, each box is like an outfit. So you don't have to give it any thought to it. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was, I look, I'm sure there's actually probably a bunch of people to do it. I, I don't, I look, I'm a fucking, in the winter, I'm jeans and a t-shirt in the summer, I'm shorts and a t-shirt, mm. right? So there's, and it's the there's no reason for me to join every day. Yeah, there's probably, I wouldn't mind that. I know it is. Um, David Chang, the sh- famous chef, 
he has, he said, like 15 of one style shirt. So he doesn't think about it at all. He's like, he just grabs the same shirt every day, throws it on, and he hits the day. Yeah, I'm making fun of you, but now that I think about it, I have like 10 <laughs> black shirts, and I just wear the same ones. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when Obama was in office, he said one of the things he did was, because they talk about decision fatigue for yeah. powerful people, he every day he had blue shirt, whatever color tie, whatever color suit, but it was relatively the same. So he's like, I have no thought process to it. He's like, I did make enough fucking decisions. I don't need to do it on this one too. There's a difference so, between having 15 of one shirt and pant combo than just wearing the same shorts and shirt every day like you do. There's a big difference. No, one of them's lazy. It, one though. of them is smart. Think about it though. So first of all, I, I wash them people. So I, want put, <laughs> I want that on the record because he's throwing some shade here, man. <laughs> I have a, you, what happens is we throw the clothes in the wash on a Monday. They get washed on a Tuesday. They get put on the bed in the guest room Tuesday night, and then they stay there. And then when I need a change of clothes, why would I take one off the shelf that's nicely folded? I'll just go take one that's on the bed. So I definitely tend to cycle through the same clothes over and over. Um, but I do have uh, more than one shirt and one pants, a hole. So <laughs> if, if we do another road trip, where we film like a video. Yeah. I guarantee you, you'll have the same clothes on. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I gotta be honest. That'd be awesome. <laughs> it's like, it's like those reality shows that they tell them to wear the same outfit because they want to cut episodes in at different times yeah. and stuff. Uh, that'd be great. <laughs> um, I do have some photos where it's like years apart and I'm like, oh my God, I still got that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same. I'd be lying if I didn't have the same. <laughs> All right, so do you have anything else? I have one more thing. No, go for it. All right. Have you ever had somebody convince you to do something or tell a story that you just know you shouldn't do, right? I can't think of- And I don't mean like, time. hey, Dave, jump off this roof like when we were kids. That's different. Like to, to do something or tell a story. So No, I don't think so. I'm usually pretty close, tight-lipped when it comes to stuff like that. So I don't know how I came across this the other day, but I came across this story that happened and I'm like, oh my God, I haven't thought about this in years. So when I was young, look, people who know me now and think I'm wild now, sometimes are shocked to know that I actually was worse as a kid, right? Like this <laughs> is me learning how to handle my ADD, learning how to be an adult, learning how one out of a hundred times to actually not say exactly what I'm thinking. But as a kid, there was no filter. Mm -hmm. And me and um, uh, Sugar Daddy were together once, and we, we both worked for somebody whose nickname was Weege. We both worked for the guy, and he was a big dude, right? Like, you know, he was the size where, you know, he'd be like, hey, Notorious B.I.G., you going to finish that? <laughs> you know, he was a big dude. So... And his wife was similar sized. And I don't know why, at one point, I was said to Sugar Daddy, I'm like, you know what? I bet you if they really get going while fucking, it looks like two pigs in the mud. Oh. And so I laughed. He laughed. We Jesus thought it was funny. Christ. It was so stupid. But yeah, haha, okay, nothing to it. The next day, when we're together with Weege, he convinces me. He's like, you know who will find that story funny? He's like, Weed, you'll find it funny. You should tell them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, sadly, I w I'd like to think I was like, no, nah, no way. I'm like, oh, okay, he will. Like, you know, I'll take all the applause I can get now as well as then. I'll take all oh, the applause Jesus. I can get. So I tell him, he didn't find it yeah, funny. Yeah, you think? 
And then uh, Sugar Daddy couldn't stop laughing. He's like, I actually cannot believe you told him that story. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, I told him because to you told me to tell them. <laughs> Actually, uh, a buddy of mine growing up, when we were in high school, he worked at a deli and he would go there every day after work and he would work kind of like the closing shift. And, you know, back when they had like lots of, like now there's like hardly any, I don't know about New York, but uh, in, in Phoenix, there's no fucking, like a deli is just not a thing. You go to the grocery store if you want like delicatessen shit. Um, anyway, so it was a small, like, you know, family owned place, right? So one day, um, and we knew the couple that owned it, the husband and wife, cause they were like, you know, next door neighbors or whatever. So we, we knew them very well. So he goes into work one day and I guess he shows up, he gets off of school a little bit early, like 20 minutes early. So he goes in and they're having sex in the kitchen of the delicatessen, butt naked. And according to him, both of them were pretty large at the time. And, uh, so they realized that he was there and it wasn't like he just saw them and left. Like they were like, holy shit. Like they jumped and uh, were shocked. So he left and he never went back. He literally like, quit. Like was like, I, I just can't, I can't, I can't see him anymore. Cause I saw him completely naked with his <laughs> schlong and his wife. Like I just can't ever, ever see him again. He can't see him anymore. He also appears can't see any more of him because he's seen everything. <laughs> um, all right. Well, listen, like, subscribe, rate us on um, iTunes or wherever else you listen to. You can reach us at ridiculouslybored at gmail.com. You can uh, um, support us. We, th we thanks again to the people who are supporting yeah, us. Michael we do needs have some your supporters. support. Please, please support Michael. Yes. It's a very serious I, cause and he has a very serious illness and uh, anything you can do. Um, please, please do support us. Yeah. And, and David needs another trip to Vegas <laughs> with that. I'm Michael Carter and I'm David Michael and we are ridiculously, ridiculously bored. <laughs> can you tell I'm wired? I've been drinking fucking caffeine all day. <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs>